Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're diving into some news and notes from around Major League Soccer. We're just two weeks away from the season starting, which means the transfer market is heating up. We are seeing record deals from multiple clubs. We are seeing DPs brought in. We're seeing some smart, savvy moves from inside the league. On today's show, we're going to talk about five teams from around the league that are doing interesting things. Not necessarily good things, not necessarily bad things, although there is probably some of both of those sprinkled in, but five teams that are doing interesting things. We'll talk about that in less than 10 minutes because here on the Backheel Show, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So without any further ado, let's get to it and talk soccer. Folks, our first team that is doing interesting stuff this offseason is the Chicago Fire. As I'm recording on Tuesday, February 6th, the club has officially completed a club record deal by signing striker Hugo Kuypers. Kuypers arrives in Major League Soccer after the Fire dropped $12 million, according to reports, to sign him. Here's the quick hit scouting report. He's 27 years old, Belgian, arrives with a pretty impressive scoring profile. He scored 20 goals in 2,700 minutes for Ghent last season in the Belgian top flight. This signing is a statement of intent for the Fire. They absolutely did not have a major cap on spending this offseason, and that shows by dropping an eight-figure transfer fee to get someone like Kuypers from a league in Belgium that MLS teams are starting to look to more and more as an equal, as a place where they can go in and start to poach top talent, you know, players that are are sort of past their and were really rapidly improving stage and are now into the steady, straight-line portion of their careers that fits Kuiper. Like, that is absolutely who he is as a player. Doesn't create a ton of his own shots, but will be a dangerous presence inside the box. Likes to lurk inside the 18 for the fire that just straight up need talent right now. You know, they've had players in the past who can score a few goals here and a few goals there, but they need players who can consistently put the ball in the back of the net. Kuipers is that kind of player. Now, with that being said, one part that makes this deal so interesting is that the Fire still don't have a real playmaker that they can trust to feed their new DP club record signing, Hugo Kuypers. They don't have that player. Shakiri has not really been that guy on a consistent basis since arriving in MLS. Hasn't solely played as a number 10. Hasn't been you know, totally influential when he's in the half spaces either. Is someone who shows flashes of brilliance, yes, but doesn't look consistently engaged despite some underlying numbers that show some promise there. We know Shakiri can deliver, but there are still big questions about whether or not he will deliver. Those same questions apply to Brian Gutierrez, the Fire's young, up-and-coming, you know, number 10 half space playmaker guy is not somebody who's been a dominant force in MLS. And, and the Fire are clearly hoping that between Gutierrez and Shakiri, they'll be able to feed Hugo Kuypers. But that's not a guarantee for them this year. So there's still lingering doubts about this team ahead of 2024. What's going to happen with Jairo Torres? Are they going to be able to get one other key attacking piece into this squad? Time will tell, but the Fire are clearly making interesting moves in this offseason. Let's move to NYCFC. They've signed a defender recently. They signed Augustine Ojeda from Racing Club in Argentina. Ojeda is a speculative signing from CFG, but they almost always hit on these kinds of players. He's 19, a right-footed winger who loves to dribble. He's going to be a U22 initiative player for NYCFC, but he's not the only promising young player who is reportedly on his way to New York City. Yovan Mijatovic is a player that I'm incredibly high on after watching a bunch of tape. This is one of the most interesting moves in the entire offseason. A rangy left-footed attacker. He's coming to MLS from Red Star Belgrade as one of the hotter young prospects in Europe. 
18 years old, Serbian was reportedly the subject of interest from Bayer Leverkusen, who are having themselves quite a year under Xabi Alonso in the Bundesliga right now. You know, there were even reports that maybe Man City wanted this guy to sign a deal with them and then loan him out temporarily to NYCFC. It seems like, according to reports, that he is going to be, though, a New York City FC player, at least for the time being. He is really, really promising as a young player. Can play as a nine, can play as a second forward, can play off to the wing or even a little deeper in central midfield. Creates chances, hunts for space in the box, scores goals, had eight goals in just over 600 minutes for Red Star in Serbia's top flight. This guy looks like a ton of fun. NYCFC are going to be super young this year. Like, that's going to be their thing. They were the second youngest team in MLS last year, and some of their most important offseason additions this year have been getting even younger. So this is going to be a young group. But will Mijatovic or Ojeda or one of the other young attackers that they brought in last season or the year before, you know, will those players band into a really strong MLS team? I don't think it's impossible. They're not a perfect group either, but this NYCFC team is shaping up to have a fascinating 2024. Quickly, let's move to a couple of MLS teams who have made moves in free agency, getting some players that we know and have watched in MLS before, starting with Austin FC. They signed Diego Rubio as a free agent earlier this week. Rubio was fantastic for the Colorado Rapids before injuries really derailed his last campaign for them, and the Rapids did not make it a priority to bring him back. Rodolfo Burrell, sporting director for Austin FC, who replaced Claudio Reyna, decided, no, this is a player that we want. Burrell told ESPN and Jeff Carlisle recently, you know, we've had a bunch of players on our list that we want to sign, but just haven't been able to get those deals over the line. Rubio is not the super saucy, flashy signing that Austin FC fans want, but he is still incredibly skilled at 30 years old. And if he can play 1,500 minutes this year, this move will be a success. I like the signing from Burrell. I think it is a sign that he knows what he's doing in that role, or at least is catching on. There is value inside of Major League Soccer and certainly plenty of value outside the league as well. This shows maybe that there's a well-rounded approach coming to Austin FC as they look towards rebuilding a team that desperately needs to be rebuilt going forward. The second team that I wanted to highlight for making a fascinating move inside the league is CF Montreal. Earlier today, they signed Joseph Martinez in one of the most out-of-left-field MLS moves ever. Uh, I've heard some folks talking about this move as a Michael Jordan, not just to the Washington Wizards, but to the Chicago White Sox kind of move. This is not one that I think many folks expected to be happening this offseason, but I'm not mad at this move. For CF Montreal, you know, it gives you someone who can add a little competitive spirit, who has experience winning things in MLS, who clearly holds himself and his teammates to a high standard. Like, all of those things are useful tools to have in a locker room under a first-year head coach. I, I like that concept from CF Montreal. There's a chance that even after a really lackluster season with Miami last year and, and the issues that derailed Joseph Martinez's career, there's a chance that he even still has a little bit, emphasis on a little bit, of goal-scoring upside to provide Montreal, who still don't have, in my mind, a clear number one. I know they went out to sign a striker earlier in this offseason. I'm not sold on any of those options. Bringing Martinez in to compete for minutes and to be someone who's in and around the team and providing real motivation for this team that feels like a step in the right direction for CF Montreal, even ahead of what I think is going to be a difficult 2024 for them. Finally, to close out this show, we started with a record striker signing. Let's finish with a record striker signing. Pitar Musa coming to FC Dallas from Benfica over in Portugal. This is one of the most expensive deals of the entire offseason as well. FC Dallas forked over a club record fee, eight figures to sign Musa from Benfica. The 25-year-old Croatian, in my mind, looks like a strong fit for the top of Nico Estevez's new shape. It's going to be a back three this year. 
Over the last 18 months with Benfica, Musa scored 12 goals in just under 1,200 minutes to go along with some really nice underlying numbers. Now, those numbers altogether are artificially high due to his status as a super sub for a dominant team in Portugal in a way that Dallas simply won't be dominant in Major League Soccer this season. But Moose is a guy who you can rely on to give you double-digit goals, and hopefully, if you're a Dallas fan, more than that this year with Jesus Ferreira roaming around underneath him in the attacking midfield going forward. There's a lot to like about this deal. Dallas straight up got better by making this move. There's no one going out for Musa to come in, at least not yet. doesn't seem like they're going to lose any key attacking pieces before the season starts. So with Musa, you just straight up get stronger. And for a Dallas team that is looking to differentiate themselves from the mush that is a lot of the Western Conference right now, really outside of the Seattle Sounders and LAFC, if they're going to make their moves before the season starts, getting Musa into this team is a good step for FC Dallas as they look to continue to push over in the West. All right, folks, that is it for this episode of the Backheeled Show. If you enjoyed, go check out Backheeled.com where we have plenty of MLS coverage, NWSL, USL, U.S. men's and women's national team coverage coming. It's in the chamber right now. It's coming down the pipeline. We're excited about what's going on over there. Go check that out and subscribe. For now, we'll talk to you again real soon.